Sports Talk with Craig and John brought to you by Plastic Surgery Associates. Over 36 years of serving the region. For face, body, and skin, go to PlasticSurgeryAssociatesOfSD.com. Mike Henriksen got to hang out with Chad Greenway today, and we'll ask him why. It's for a good cause. I like what Mike's doing these days on his social media and on his show. He's trying to help the greater good, make something productive out of this. Craig and I had went back to kind of a pre-coronavirus type of Craig and John segment there, which was kind of fun. Um, well, for a second, I don't want to keep I don't want to keep doing it, but just kind of argue arguing over sports stuff. And I caught myself during the break, Craig. I've done this twice this week when it comes to big boy, big money college football, and if it's going to happen. And some of these athletic directors, it's mainly these ads who are talking about the possibility of not having these games. And in particular, they are opposed, the ones I've read from, to not having fans in the stands. And they are open to waiting for, you know, if we had a delay, we can't play games in September. If it's not safe, then we'll go into December and January. And, yes, it gets really cold, and a lot of people won't go to the games, but some people still will. But they would rather wait delay until you can get fans in the stands and play the games. And when it comes back to Gene Smith and talking about the safety of the players, there's part of me that goes, yes, Gene, good for you. Way to stick up for the amateur athletes. And then I go, well, wait a second. Is he, does he care about the safety of the players? Or does he just care that Craig, I, I don't know how anyone could dispute this, these athletic directors of these Power 5 schools where you're getting 50, 60, up to 100, 115,000 people at these games and no fans in the stands, no tickets being sold... I mean, at, you mean at places like Nebraska where it's like a, you know your average ticket's about seventy or eighty dollars. I mean, I'll crunch the numbers in a second, but they stand to lose a bunch of money every game um, if they don't have fans in the stands, and they'd rather just play all the games with fans in the stands. So it still is, you know, it still all comes back to money. Well, of course, the TV contracts are there, and even if there's no fans in the stands. They're still going to get their TV money, and uh, that will still still be there. And and most people could care less if there's fans in the stands for football. They just want to see football, you know. And you know we're four months away. Um, let's see what happens four months from now. Uh, I think it's going to be a gradual rollout. But I'm 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 not making any predictions other than hey, let's see what happens in four months because nobody knows. Yeah. By the way, and just saying this because we're playing the. The hypothetical here. I don't think it's dangerous to do that. $7.2 million. Say the average ticket price for a football game at Nebraska is 80 bucks, and I'd say that's a safe estimation. $7.2 million per game. I get the TV money is $50 million a year for all the Big Ten schools, but you're talking $7.2 million times uh, seven home games. That's up to, that's about $50 million. That is nothing to go, no big deal. Who cares if there are fans? I get that a lot of fans just watch on TV. They don't care if there are fans in the stands or not. But this is where some of these athletic directors are coming from on the on the money side of it. Let's go to the Tires, Tires, Tires fan line. Mike Henriksen joins us. He's a Husker fan. I don't know if we've asked you this one before. Just as a fan who watches most games on TV, do you care if there are fans in the stands or not? Um, from an atmospheric standpoint, obviously it would be better. But um, uh, I, I just, uh, that's one that I'm torn on. I'm I'm kind of in in Craig's corner here, you know. I hear a lot of uh, here's here's my my general take on this whole thing. 
I know we need to, to plan ahead, and I understand that athletic directors have to plan ahead, and I understand that, you know, we're, we're all looking to fill time and et cetera. But, you know, people asking whether the, the season is going to be played of the coach, I, I don't care about that. I want him to talk about who is actually going to be on the field if that happens. But I, I think we're so far out that I haven't really – really looked that far ahead. How's that for a long answer and saying nothing? Yeah, well, you're great at it. <laughs> Thanks. Years of practice. You make it interesting. Uh, Mike Hendrickson, by the way, hosts Calling All Sports weekdays 2 to 3 right here on KWSN and statewide. Same thing for the South Dakota Sports History Show, Saturdays from 8 to 9 a.m. Craig? Hey, you were uh, with uh, Chad Greenway earlier today. What were you doing with the uh, former Viking great member of the South Dakota Sports Hall of Fame? Well, I tell you what. Um, I know that the kids, and basically this kind of came from my from my grandson. Uh, uh, it was inspired by my grandson. Uh, both of my grandsons really enjoy sports, but Nolan, the 10-year-old, even more so. He is sports crazy. And he is really, really uncomfortable without a team and without sports to watch and without sports to go do and without sports to uh, think about. And, you know, so I decided that maybe there was a, that we could do something specifically for kids. And whether that's, you know, high school kids or, or grade school kids, whatever the case may be. So I contacted Chad, uh, and I said, Chad, how's about if we have a Zoom conversation, and it's specifically for kids, and uh, I solicited some questions from kids from around the state of South Dakota, and uh, didn't use all of them, obviously, because a lot of them were, you know, some of them were duplicates and that sort of thing. But basically, I did a uh, about a half hour show that'll pop up on Twitter and on our Calling All Sports Facebook page uh, with Chad just talking about sports. We talk a little history. A lot of, you know, grade school kids now, they, they may know Chad is a Viking, but they don't remember that he was a finalist for Mr. Basketball. Uh, they don't know that he, you know, still holds the record in in uh, track for the uh, triple jump. So, you know, it, it was interesting, and, and Chad is also not scared to share his opinion when it comes to hard work and perseverance and all of those types of things. And so we had a really good conversation and, and he was excellent at it. And as a matter of fact, we're now discussing making that a weekly feature here until the end of the school year. So uh, this one's about a half hour because we go back over his his history, but we're looking down the road at maybe just doing, you know, kids questions for Chad and just doing a, a 10 or 15 minute a video each week and, and letting kids interact with uh, with the former Viking. Was Chad able to answer the question of what do I do if I don't have a favorite team? <laughs> that one didn't did, come did, up. Did he that, recommend uh, the Minnesota Vikings? Maybe that 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 will uh, uh, that may be. And 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 Craig and Craig from Sioux Falls would like to know yes. what do you do if you don't have a favorite team. <laughs> nice. Can I suggest one? <laughs> yeah. I, that's what he would do. Yes, yeah, Craig, you're right. Craig, that, you're right. Not, that is not helping kids. That is that is throwing kids toward a sinkhole of uh, <laughs> right. a life that's, of 
Oh, yeah. in other words, my kids for the Vikings yes. and your your family with the Huskers. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, I mean, my our our kids are with they they just jumped off the Husker train. They may never <laughs> yeah. come back. Yeah. I don't care. Hey, yeah. Hey, it's hey, disappointing. Guys. Hey, hey, guys. Uh, pipe down, you're talking to a Lions fan. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've often said if I had a time machine, I would stop myself from walking into the Mazda Theater in Aurora, Nebraska in 1969 and seeing the movie Paper Lion. I had no idea the <laughs> mediocrity and disappointment that was setting me up for. Right. Well, well, but you know what? It has prepared you well for these coronavirus times. You're, you know? <laughs> it has. Yeah, I, I wasn't looking forward to the season anyway. Yeah, you're expe- <laughs> well, that's true. Plus, you're just expectations in general are low. You can really adjust to any card life is dealt. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and learn to detach yourself emotionally from it. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's an important very much thing so. these days. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, but anyway, so that's going to be popping up on, on uh, Calling All Sports Facebook page on my Twitter feed and uh, on the Calling All Sports Twitter feed and feel free to watch it with your kids specifically and and share it. So it was really nice of Chad to do that. Yeah, no kidding. He's a cool guy. He's on your show, Calling All Sports, every Wednesday, usually at 2 o'clock, and people can check out the archives of the interviews at callingallsportssd.com. Mike Henriksen joining us. Topic we brought up on this show yesterday a couple of times. We had some fun calls on this. I put together a list, a little blog at kwsn.com. With, with Well, first of all, a, a bat that Lou Gehrig used sold for a, uh, a million dollars yesterday. Right. Ker- Kirby Puckett's 1991 Game War and World Series jersey. I haven't checked it today, but the latest price on it yesterday, uh, online auction, was twenty five grand. His family is selling 158 different items of memorabilia from his uh, Twins days. So it brought us to either what is the coolest or sports memorabilia item or at least the one you're proudest of that you own or one that you'd really like to own be it uh serious or ironic or humor i i well yeah my stony case football that i gave away a few years ago uh comes to mind for folks who haven't heard that story uh i bought a stony case that was at the university of sioux falls auction stony case was the quarterback for the lions for about 20 minutes and uh uh, I, I always like the name because it sounds like he should have been playing on the team at Bedrock High School. But uh, uh, the reason I bought it, the minimum minimum bid was twenty five bucks, but it came with a certificate autographed football by Stony Case. But it came with a certificate of authenticity, and I bought it simply for the irony of that. Because if you thought you were going to make a living forging Stony Case's signature. I mean, that's just the, so I bought, I bought that. I did actually, uh, uh, when, because uh, that had me written all over it, right? Yes, it did. So, uh, but I did, when I was moving a few years ago, I came across, I have an autograph uh, picture of Mel Allen, the uh, Hall of Fame broadcaster mm-hmm. who passed away several years ago. This Week in Baseball guy? Yep. Um, How about that? So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But I think the most unique item that I have is I have a baseball that is signed by both Bill Walton and uh, Joe Morgan. And I don't know that another one of those exists in the entire world. <laughs> it's quite possible, yeah. Because who would, who would do it? 
you know, I mean, they happened to be at the same event, and, and what I had was, was a baseball. One of my favorites that I've got is a baseball that was signed. I had Gaylord Perry sign it, and then he tossed it over to Bob Feller, who signed it. So there's a pair of Hall of Famers on there. And then they, uh, Bob Feller tossed it over to Blue Moon Odom, who then signed it, dropping said value of baseball. <laughs> no, not to Blue Moon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, what I have to ask is, did both Bob Feller and Blue Moon have to move around and adjust to the ball thrown by Gaylord Perry flying through the air <laughs> because of whatever substance was on that ball? I, I, they did not. Okay. They, they were, right. those two, the, Gaylord, yeah, exactly, that's Gaylord Perry was joke. right next to Bob. Yeah. So, yeah. For, for, for those people uh, not eligible for Social Security yet, <laughs> right, exactly. Could you, could, you, could you translate the context of the Gaylord Perry joke? <laughs> yeah, Gaylord Perry is in the Hall of Fame, but he was notorious for using the spitball. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, all sorts of, and, and any other substance that he could find to, to put on the uh, the ball yeah but yeah that that was at an event that was the uh, uh precursor um uh, uh jim perry used to bring a bunch of his buddies to town and have a big fundraiser for the uh technical schools in the state and uh so that was a forerunner to like the legends and that sort of thing so uh that was that was back in the mid 80s i suppose okay and uh by the way, an item that was listed yesterday on my thread of sports memorabilia you'd like to have, speaking of illegal substances uh, on and, and the sport of baseball, was the, I believe it was the sandpaper Joe Necro used when he got tossed out of the game for the Twins. <laughs> anything like that. Uh, or, you know, the cork from Sammy. Yeah, that was a little file thing that he had yeah. in his pocket. Yeah. 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 Or the uh, cork from Sammy Sosa's corked bat. You know, stuff like that. Is, uh, right. Those are the kinds of stuff I really enjoyed uh, with people's response yesterday. The uh, the sock that Kurt Schilling put ketchup on. Somebody put that right. one in there. <laughs> Make it look like he had a bloody ankle in the World Series. Uh, what's coming up tomorrow morning on the South Dakota Sports History Show? Well, the bad news is it's a repeat. The good news is it'll be probably the last repeat for a while. I've gotten on top of that uh, particular set of of issues, so I can start producing new content again. But uh, but the good news is it's a dandy interview with Alan Miller, now known as the the dad of Stace, of uh, Macy Miller. But uh, he was he was a remarkable player. Was uh, when he left college, he was the all-time leading scorer in South Dakota collegiate history, and uh, just an outstanding player. And fun conversation. I think people will enjoy it. All right. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate you spending time with us, guys. It's my pleasure. Thanks for the time, John. Thanks for your extra efforts on our show during the week. We really appreciate it, and hope everybody has a happy and blessed Easter. All right. My pleasure. Thanks, Mike. Mike Henriksen, uh, at Mike Henriksen on Twitter, calling all sports weekdays 2 to 3 right before this show. And Craig, Saturday mornings on the South Dakota Sports History Show, 8 to 9 a.m., and then more local regional content. Yeah, and Saturdays, uh, it'll be uh, Minnesota Score Radio with our good friend Eric Nelson. Uh, actually, going out at 9 o'clock and then going outdoors. 
with Brewer and Agri at uh, 10 o'clock on Saturday. So it gets your fill of uh, some outdoors, uh, you know, best places to go hunt and fish. And you can still do that uh, even during these times, but also the latest on the Minnesota sports scene. So got you covered on Saturday mornings and on uh, Sunday mornings right here on KWSN. And we'll get a chance to catch up with Eric. We'll talk Vikings draft concerns, but also his thoughts on the pass interference replay review dumping today and uh, an hour before that at 420 our Husker Spring Fling with Sam McEwen and Lincoln and up next boy am I relieved Uh, someone is going pro and as a Husker fan that's really good news next on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, at kwsn.com. Get the latest local sports news, scores, schedules, and columns from John Gaskins by going to kwsn.com. Also hear the station live and Craig and John segments on demand at kwsn.com. The KWSN Fan Line, brought to you by Tires, 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 your give-you-more tire and automotive store, with two stores to serve you. Go to tires3.com. He's Craig Maddock. I'm John Gaskins. Top five masters ever. Top of the hour. So, one of the best basketball players to ever come out of Iowa. As in Iowa City, Luca Garza, first team All-America, stealth John R. Wooden candidate, finished second in the voting. He's declared for the NBA draft while maintaining his eligibility. So he would forego his senior season if indeed he's advised, you're going to pick Tylee, you should go. Averaged 24 points, 10 rebounds, 2 blocks per game. The career, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, center of the year. And ranked number 81, though, in the ESPN Top 100 for the NBA draft. Mm. Yeah, you know. You've got to be, like, top 20 if you're going to for sure get get picked. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he's, he's doing what Mike Dom did here a couple of years ago. Mike Dom out, out of South Dakota State. Uh, he put his feet in, uh, got him wet. But he still had that opportunity to pull out and dry his feet off and then go back for his uh, final year at South Dakota State. I think that's what Garza is doing, too. Yeah, just because you score a boatload of points or or are even determined the best or second best player or close to it in the nation does not guarantee you're going to be the apple of NBA scouts and GM's eyes. So that shocks me because that guy takes over a basketball court and Big Ten's as high and deep of a level as it gets in college hoops, he's averaging 24 points, 10 rebounds, two blocks a game's pretty good, 6'11". He can shoot from the outside like they like big men to be able to do in the NBA, but I can't. I couldn't tell you because I don't. I'm not an NBA draft guy, but right. <laughs> but yeah, you mean, know what? They don't. They don't. They don't see it translating to the pros like they just the same way they did with Dom or with the, remember Jimmer Fredette, the scoring machine from BYU years ago. By the way, the uh, NBA draft is supposed to be in June. It's not going to be in June. Uh, it'll probably be August or maybe even later. And if it goes later, um, you know, he'll have to make that decision to get in or out, of course, before school starts. 
uh, this fall. I, I don't know if there's a specific date, but, um, you know, that the, the NCAA has allowed guys to go ahead and, and test the waters without losing yeah. uh, their NCAA eligibility. So, you know, good for him and good luck. Well, I'm hoping for a miracle. I would love to see him get the hell out of that Hawkeye uniform <laughs> uh, as a Husker fan. Got licked by Iowa and everybody else in the Big Ten this year. Two and 16 league record, 14, whatever the hell it was. So, yeah, that guy goes good riddance. Meanwhile, uh, the Gophers add one, subtract one. The revolving door in Richard Patino's program. Starting guard Peyton Willis announced he's transferring, but the Gophers bring in another transfer from a mid-major. Earlier this week, they took in seven-foot Liam Robbins from Drake. And now they have a possible front court mate in Brandon Johnson, 6'8 forward from Western Michigan. And that would be your one-two punch, and it probably still wouldn't add up to the kind of disruption that Daniel Orturo provided. Oturu, he was just a force. But you got to get what you got to get. You need the you need the dues, as they said in Animal House, or the dudes. So there you go. I don't know what else to say about that. It's... Uh, pretty rampant. Nebraska just got a kid from Pitt and picked up Kobe Webster from Western Illinois, and uh, it's just the world we live in in college hoops. Yep. Meanwhile, the XFL ah. is folding. Oh, no! Well, we, don't know, we don't know if it's ever going to come back. Oh, no! It the, may not come back, the, either. The thing is, is the XFL may have been the one sports entity that could have just kept on playing because nobody knew it was playing anyway after a while you know no one would notice if they kept on playing or called them out on it um they were getting eighteen thousand fans on average yeah. much uh, better than the uh, the old uh what was it afl yeah aaf um, yeah. i mean did you watch after that first weekend where everybody checked in and hey just football bits and parts just bits and parts yeah. um but uh you're right it, it uh it, they had good attendance which was a start for, for this league. I guess. But uh, I, I don't think it's coming back. I think it's done. The uh, Vince McMahon Enterprise, in its first season, of course, revived after it had one go-round in 2001, uh, completed half of its scheduled 10-week season. It had been slated to conclude April 12th before two weeks yeah, of the postseason. Yeah, this weekend, yeah. Uh, ABC and ESPN Networks averaged 2 million viewers per game, just over 2 million viewers in weeks 1 through 4. Fox averaged about that. And according to the league, 10 of its broadcast games during that period were ranked among television's top 10 shows that week. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's not bad. I think, I think, I think a lot of uh, programs would love those numbers, but it kind of sounds like this, uh, this pandemic has really hit them hard, and they don't think they're going to be able to come back from it. Uh, they didn't say that they're done forever, but they did say things right now don't look good to get things started. Look, I just never got into it. It, it is just difficult for me to get into the XFL, UFC, I, boxing. And I, I feel bad for not getting into boxing because one of the best boxers on earth is from Omaha. And he fights sometimes in Omaha or Lincoln. And I, sh you know, I should be getting behind him, Bud Crawford. And he, I've read a bunch about him. He seems like a great guy. I, so I don't watch too many sports on the periphery besides golf anyway. And, I mean, I guess you could call baseball a periphery sport. Just kidding. 
Um, I don't watch old replays of games. I might peek in on the Masters this weekend if they have something old from there. But uh, so I just wasn't in the XFL. It doesn't feel like it's. It doesn't feel like real stuff. Um, I know it is real football, and you know. So for me, it's like, oh, what a shame. I. I the, but. For these players, for these guys in football who just aren't cracking it in the NFL, whether they're because they're not good enough, they can't get the breaks, whatever, I feel bad for all these guys that want to keep going with the sport of football and are trying to live these dreams. Uh, in you know, indoor football league's case, it's not enough money to make a living year round. XFL, I don't, I, I don't know what their salaries were, but it's one less opportunity. And so, from that standpoint, that sucks because you know, baseball and hockey. Um, and you know, even more so basketball than football, you've got a bunch of other places you can play if you can't make it to the big show and just to keep playing for a living if that's what you want to do. Uh, but for football, there are very few alternatives and uh, where at least you get paid decent money. And so that's too bad. By, by the way, the, the, the article I got just said they're folding the tent for this year. Uh, wh- wh- why did you discover that they might fold for good? Well, there, there's been other uh, tweets out there from people who follow the league. Um, I mean, this was a 10-minute phone call today. Everybody was terminated. It, not furloughed. Everybody <laughs> terminated. See you later. Ugh. Sayonara. How'd that phone call go? Just Vince McMahon? Hey, I've been hey. in a couple of those. Hey, you're fired. <laughs> Get out of here. I've been in a couple of those over the years. Yeah. When that happens, do they just tell you right away? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They... Yeah, I've been involved on both ends. Yeah, you don't string the dart. You don't string it along. Yes. Well, I hope you never have to get involved on either end myself, too. <laughs> I hope it's clear sailing for you. It'll be about 10 minutes. If it's I'll clear sailing. XFL. <laughs> if it's clear sailing for you, that means at least it's clearer sailing for me. Sports Talk with Craig and John. Uh, we got a lot of fun stuff left on this Friday. An hour from now, Craig will take on a mystery guest in. Episode 2 of Old Guy Trivia, the hottest game show sweeping the Midwest. 4 o'clock hour, though, we got Husker Spring Fling with Sam McEwen, Stu Whitney's weekly appearance at 440, and Tim Sheridan talks Masters, top five Masters of all time, next on KWSN.